welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so excited to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Motto. Motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps have become a staple in queer culture, but they also come with bullshit. Headless torsos, blank profiles, catfishing, and endless scrolling on the grid for hours. We've all been there. On Motto, every profile is verified by a real human and every photo has a face. Motto sends you daily matches of people who match your interests and kinks, and there are no fees, no ads, and no nonsense. Get Motto today by going to tinyurl.com slash mottoblocktalk or visit the link in my link tree. Motto, gain queer hookups without the nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter slash X at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. You're terrible, RuPaul. The hit classic Aussie flick Muriel's Wedding was the inspiration for this season's bridal design challenge. So which queen said I do and who had a little fainting spell before their vows? It's time to talk all things Drag Race down under three. And joining me is someone who, like I, had a wedding excursion this weekend where thankfully neither of us fainted. It's Sean Gillen. How are you? I'm great. How about you? I'm doing well. It was so much fun getting dressed up and posting a photo and people actually liking my photo because it's not drag race content there you go yeah i did not take many pictures this weekend i'm That's disappointed okay. in that listen pretty people forget to take pictures all the time it's just your thing it's, it's your niche <laughs> um wow we are here two episodes into drag race down under season three um uh, didn't realize we would be here so fast three seasons in yeah, yeah yeah i was just looking for um this season's content, I was seeing like, oh, it was fully just a year ago, Drag Race season two. Insane. Um, now, I do have some drag news of the week, friends. The cast of Drag Race Brazil is here. I have not seen anything besides looking at photographs. I've not watched the Meet the Queens or anything. Um, but we will talk about it on the podcast, of course. I have a lot of um, very excited Brazilian drag artists who are eager to uh about their country and the drag scene have you looked at the meet the queens or any of the looks or anything yet oh it's stunning yeah and like the color profile being the flag i just love mm -hmm. that for the first season yeah, very very well done i'm excited to see grad queen all i know is i have to be very careful and not throw out too much hate because the one time that i went against grad queen during queen of the universe uh-oh i got a lot of hate i got a lot of people coming at me i was like "Ooh, okay brazilians really love each other but that's okay. Before we begin, you know, people will always let you know after you've trashed one of their favorites. Absolutely. That's always how it works. Well, as always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality television production. We are showing what the editing of the television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people that have given the opportunity to go on television and share their crap, but they've also put themselves in a position to be discussed. What is said in this podcast is for entertainment to discuss reality television show. Okay, two episodes in. Interesting season. Yeah. Um, first challenge. Coming in strong. Yeah, there. It's really 
fascinating because you can tell that this group is maybe more ready to be reality stars as opposed to like the best of the best drag artists of Australia and New Zealand. Yeah. Which I think the other two seasons were the best drag artists as opposed to good television, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of personality, a lot of internal conflict coming in already. Very, very much that. Very much that. Let's dive into the episode. How oh, bitch the first girl has been sent home. The reality has sunk in that no one is safe. Uh, take one less with Amel is out. Um, as I said last week, three seasons in a row, a minority has gone home. First? Not a good look. Not a good look. Three yeah, seasons? For, I didn't three seasons realize. in a row. First out. Mm-hmm. But what does the mirror message say? Well, Ivory can't read because she doesn't have her glasses. First off, she doesn't wear contacts while doing drag. That's insane to me. Yeah, I feel like that would need to be in your suitcase. And second, I think I'm in love with Ivory because she is like the most coherent hot mess I've ever seen. She looks so put together, but it's all a mess. She is excellent television. She is becoming the breakout star. Mm -hmm. Big fan. Ivory doesn't feel bad about sending Amel home. This was her chance to prove to the other girls that she does have the power to go through the competition. Now, Isis will ask Ivory how she's feeling after her lip sync, which is a bit of a shady question, seeing as um, she's assuming she will lip sync again. But uh, me thinks she was on something. Um, I think all the girls knew that Ivory was a bottom feeder. Yeah. Yeah, Ivory's going to deflect about her horrible life and congratulate Hollywood and her ever-growing ego, which we are going to talk about a lot this episode. Um, I'm just going to say it. I'm not a Hollywood fan. Yeah, I mean, she performs well. She looks great. I, I'm not drawn it's to almost, her. It's almost like the production told her, hey, you're American. Lean into that. Be a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> she, or maybe she's not being painted well in the whole yeah. cut of the show, but I don't know. Ashley will take the time to say she's happy she's safe after having her moment with her tears flowing and lashes falling. Uh, another one, what a hot mess, uh, but she's going to wear her pasties every time now. That's her thing, I guess. It's her thing, and I remind everyone, if RuPaul was judging Aquaria who wasn't wearing pasties, it wouldn't be a problem because it's Aquaria. Yeah. Ashley believes that the judges had a hard time picking the bottom. She says she's lucky they loved her look. Uh, maybe that was a cut scene because I don't remember the judges loving her look. Who is this again? Ashley. Yeah. Wasn't she in the middle? And she was like, well, she was she was the safe bottom. So I think they were mediocre on her look. Yeah. Um, also, have you noticed in Ashley's confessional that she's looking at an angle? Like everyone is almost speaking toward the camera and she's like looking off in La La Land. I haven't seen that yet. I have to go go back, back and watch. She's very much like, it's very strange. It's almost like she's working with a different producer for her confessionals. Now, speaking of Ashley's look, Miss Rita, Rita Menu will say that she questions Ashley's look as she personally didn't get it. Not the pot calling the kettle black here. Um, so Ashley will be like, because it wasn't rainbow, and Rita will be like, Yeah, and Ashley says, Because yours is. Um, boom, there's the drama that I want from Drag Race that we don't get oh, on the yeah. international seasons right now. The the deconstructed 
gay men's flag. Yeah, so Rita's going to attempt to say that I was representing the gay man's pride flag. And bitch, there were two colors in white. There are five colors missing. Um, it was totally a boot. It was terrible. Yeah. It's at least like layer it in the way that the flag right. would go. I don't, I didn't say it either. I was very confused. Now, was like maybe, maybe it's like Greek, I'm, Greek goddess, like somebody, some deep connection there. No. Now, maybe I'm just like not proud to be a gay, but did you know, hey, we, we, we had a flag. Yeah, we have our own flag. Why does no one wear it? Or because uh, because you had to be territorial over something when rainbow became for everyone. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, but Rita, it is a leotard draped in fabric. Facts are in fact facts. Rita thinks Ashley's being a bitch. A twink being a bitch. Groundbreaking. Is that Never. your life? Never. No, you're not a bitch. Never. Rita believes that people are underestimating her because she's new to drag, but she says she deserves to be there. Let's find out and watch. Mm -hmm. It's a new day, and the Latina named Flor gets her moment as the girls are singing her line from the Rumix. Why? Well, methinks that Flor thinks she's the center of the universe, and um, methinks that won't fly with Hollywood. Um, I'm waiting for the mean girls to battle each other. I'm waiting for Floor and Hollywood to just be like, I am the ultimate supreme diva mean girl. Yes. I want Floor in that fight. Isis will, t- Isis will tell us she's feeling fine and she didn't win last week and she thinks it's okay. Hollywood is going in hot and heavy and asks our lovable giraffe wearing a very loud black and white print blazer and pants set how she's going to get out of the bottom this week. Ivory says she is going in with a new mindset and will be loud and just really talk a lot and be really gay and have a good time. That was a note clearly from production. Um, I'm going to say something and we're going to try to see if my conspiracy theory is true. Do you think the ending of this episode was all a setup? I mean, I think back like backwards in post after learning that they were not able to continue they wanted to plug something here early on i didn't catch that the first time though yeah i think there are going to be some maybe some other uh clues happening as we go along but um again a homosexual trying to make a moment on television never never now, Floor, dear Floor, is so right. The whole concept so, of the show, and it's, it's it's very much like giving America's Next Top Model. Yes. <laughs> All right, dear Floor is still stuck on how Ivory says she and Hollywood affected her lyrics. She will ask her if it did, and Ivory says it did, as she was already in her head. Hollywood's going to roll her eyes and tell us that it's an excuse and she wants someone to blame. What's your hot take? Did the girls get in her head or is Ivory just being a baby about it? I feel like they got in her head. Yeah. I do too. Yeah. And like first episode, there's no relationship there yet. Like there's no. exactly. Especially like writing and dancing and everything all in the first challenge there's a lot of stakes on that first episode on that first song like how do you present yourself in this group right 
Flora's going to try to not finish her sentence. Ivory will press her, but alas, the comment remains silence. And I'm like, damn, bitch, I want morning drama. I guess they were just too tired. It's probably like 7 a.m. They're like, no fights this early. Yeah, no. We went to bed at like one. Now it's seven. <laughs> Ashley will ask in the spirit of clearing things up, a.k.a. shit stirring, are they all good? As the girls who gave Ivory the advice all ended up in the top. And Ivory noticed that and said, fuck these hoes. Sure. Coincidence, I think. Because I personally didn't think those girls should have been in the top, but whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're performing well. It's true. It's true. Hollywood believes that Ivory is hanging on in the competition like Ashley's eyelash. Any moment, she's going to go. I love that line. Ashley is going to be, that's going to be her legacy, isn't it? I think so. All right. No alarm. The door is open. It is Rue who's like, who are these people? What a funny lie, Rue. Like, you've never said that one before. Rue, repeating lines. Never. Is it her next song? Is it her next song? Could you imagine who are these people coming to the next album? Rue is going to congratulate them on making it through the first week as they now have a mini challenge. It will be a very intimate photo shoot as they have to serve a sexy selfie in between the sheets. Um, I bet you're very familiar with that concept back in the day. Me? Yeah, yeah you. Yeah, not, not the first <laughs> time. <laughs> they have 20 minutes to get into quick boudoir drag. That's more time than usual. Um, I think it's because it took 20 minutes to set up that set in the workroom. I never believe the timing on quick drag. I just don't. Yeah. You put a timer on and do a full like nonstop camera through like one take through the workroom or otherwise I don't believe the timing they put on quick drag and putting the set together. One day I will get a girl to come on the podcast to debunk all the quick drag moments and tell me how long they really had. Let's talk about this photo shoot. First up is Bump of Love, and she's giving Tina Tinsel Turner as the lady in red. Uh, for her, it's all about the Thunderdome for Bumpa. She has some poses in mind and will sit on the pit crew member as the underscoring, if you didn't notice, was the Mexican hat dance. That was the music that was playing as she was sitting on the pit crew. I didn't even hear that. Wild. Um, what the correlation was, I don't know, but it was very camp. <laughs> now, how many times has she said, do you mind if I sit on you? She says many. Her poses were cute, but it's always, um, there's that one white boy pit crew member down under that literally has no expression on his face. Like three seasons in, I feel like this boy has been fucked so many times that his brains are literally gone. Yeah, it's all, it's all wiped out. All wiped out, all wiped out. I'm not saying every model is brainless, but this, this one absolutely is. Or just expressionless. He's, he's dead yeah. in Ashley is up next, and she is a pro at this. She wants dicks next to her face. Um, it's what she's been waiting for. That was hilarious. Yeah. Her shoot. She knew it. She knew the angle. She ha- she, she's done it before. Yeah. The time has come for Dora the Horror or Flora the Explorer or Horror the Explorer, whatever. But is the second Dora reference on Drag Race this week as Tiny Deluxe gave us Dora in her entrance look on Drag Race Philippines 2? Yes, she did. 
Um, anyway, this bitch, this bitch is crazy. Um, she's got a map to find a dick, and well, I think X marks did marks Mark did the spot. It it, it it did. She 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 found the dick. Yeah, she was good. Um, Gabriella goes, and she is crowning as the pit crew grabs her legs. Um, this girl is in fact a bottom. She will say that she's never looked more horrendous in her life, but I disagree. She's just a camp cow. Oh yeah. So I love her so much. Hilarious. Now Hollywood. She's going to play a little game called Three Men and a Little Sausage. I was very confused. And I think Hollywood is just not very good at observation or numbers. Last week, she thought she was the ninth world wonder in her lyrics. Now she's saying three men. So unless she's calling herself a man in drag or what, but who's got, who's got, who's got the little sausage? Which one of them? Yeah. Are there three? Are there, is there one? I don't know. Math isn't very confusing. Right. Um, so Hollywood, um, maybe this is going to be like her thing and we'll see how long people notice that she's just bad at counting. Isis comes in like a fairy tale dominatrix and she's like, all right, let's get this over with. I really got to take a leak. Uh, very funny, but her execution is very dry. I need to like her to amp up her humor a little bit, but she's funny. Yeah, she she's has funny. all the lines prepared, but I think she prepared them too much. Yeah, agreed. It's time for Ivory, who is going in a very different direction in the shoot, as her look is a quick drag nightmare, stubble included. She will ask the pit crew to spank her, and Rue reminds her that this is a family show, not a porno shoot. Listen, Ivory, if you didn't get spanked, I'll, I'll, I'll gladly do it. I know, I'll take one for the team. Um, and you are more than welcome to have a sausage in your mouth, if that's what you fancy, Ivory. Yeah. Ivana, Ivana, Ivana. Gets right in between the butts as she wants them to take the pants off. And Rue's going to laugh, but um, she's going to get HR and speed dial for that line. Yep. She'll then ask them if they know the Eiffel Tower. And Rue, there's your porno shoot. There it is. Full circle. Um, yeah, it wasn't quite Eiffel Tower, but it, it was some version of it, yeah. I guess. But family show, question mark? Right. I was going to say, I think that... that Whose family that's, that's, is it? Exactly. My mother would be horrified. <laughs> right? This is mild compared to like All Stars 8. Yeah. Freaking James Mansfield really, really made that show not family friendly this season. Oh, no, no, no. And finally, Rita. Rita, Rita will arrive. And I do not know how to describe the utter disgust she put on her face. Um, maybe it was a rough night out or something. I don't know. Rue's going to direct her with different words and. Rita sure does know how to act constipation and bad smells really well. But the gag to me was in the photo they used, you can clearly see the ceiling of the studio and Rita was not even in focus. Ooh. It was very fitting. Um, I am not a Rita fan at all. I can't. This is... There's something there's something redeeming about her. I think she hasn't found her stride, her own space yet a little bit. Yeah, I, I think they like her story, but she just hasn't given a drag yet. Yeah. It also, was a real wake up call. No, go ahead. If Rue has to direct you through it, that's a bad sign for a photo shoot already. Absolutely. You gotta come in ready to like take over and ready to like own it. Absolutely. 
It was a real wake-up call, but the winner of the mini challenge is Gabriella Labucci, who wins a custom jewelry set and a $1,000 gift card from our friends of the podcast, Amped Accessories. Devin, if you are listening, um, please go get me Gabriella's autograph when you meet her this weekend at Drag Expo in Melbourne. Maybe Devin will be on the podcast at the end of the season. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll find out if there's something he gets to um, share with us this, this, this go around. That sounds fun. Yeah, maybe some big crown that maybe will go on Gabriella's head. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. Rue has some exciting news as tomorrow on the main stage, they are all invited to Muriel's wedding. And with such short notice, they don't have a thing to wear for this week's Maxi Challenge. They're going to have to create a dress for the wedding out of Muriel's bedding. I love puns. Can I just say I love puns? And this was the moment they all realized that they are indeed sitting on the materials. It is going to be a warm. Rue tells them they can be a bride, bridesmaid, mother of the bride, flower girl. They just need to get the judges to say, I do. Now, before we continue, let's discuss the camp classic film, Muriel's Wedding. Have you seen it? <gasps> Sean, no. Okay, we're going to watch it one day. I'm going to make you watch it. Um, it is so good. For those who have not watched it, this was Tony Collette's breakout role. Um, if you don't recognize Tony Collette, it's because she was much bigger uh, for that part. It also features one of my absolute favorite musical moments in movie history when she and Rachel Griffiths recreate ABBA's Waterloo during the talent show. Uh, lives rent-free in my brain. Um, also... I'm really still hoping that that is the lip sync for this week. Um, oh, spoiler alert, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> the battle is on for the material. What's the first material you would go for? Um, I feel like, I feel like going for sheets is just the easiest start. Like whatever, whatever color of sheet, like you need something that, can go through a sewing machine. Something that like has a lot of fabric on it. Like if you're trying to pull apart a pillow to make just the top half and then just the bottom half is thrown together with a curtain that sort of matches but doesn't. Not gonna work. Mm-hmm. Um, also, how much you wanna bet that before they started fighting for materials, production threw more material under the bed because surely what we saw was not enough for these nine divas. No, that was all packed under there ahead of time. Isis will run to the wardrobe because she thinks the good stuff will be there. Floor takes her duvet. Gabriella is pulling shit from out of the bed, under the bed, and she's stuck with the leftovers. Now, I'm going to be honest with you here. And as I was watching this, I was like, wait, didn't someone take the bed? And it was in this moment that I remembered, oh, yes, it was the week of overlap on the four Drag Race franchises currently airing. That moment happened on Drag Race France too. Someone took the bed. I haven't watched yet. Yeah, someone, someone's going to take a bed for their design challenge. Uh, <laughs> Drag Race Down Under 3 had a design challenge, while Drag Race France 2 had a ball which featured a design element, while Drag Race Mexico had a ball without a design element. Wild how these shows overlap sometimes. Oh, yeah. But they weren't talking to each other about that. No, never. Not at never. all. Anyway, uh, Floor is going to hum the wedding march as the girls are about to reveal what material they said I do to. 
Ashley was going to ask Ivana if she makes her own stuff at home. And Ivana says she used to, but she's pretty sure it'll come back to her like riding a bike. Have you ever sewn? I have. I like eighth, ninth, tenth grade. Mm -hmm. I got pretty decent. Um, But like small stuff for like, I had like a school project where I like made some kind of imitation, like, it was like a small like stuffed animal of a character yeah. in a book or something. And that was all like found material. But um putting together a full glamorous outfit would be intimidating for me. <laughs> I uh as a stage manager needed to take like all the classes because as a stage manager, you got to be well rounded. So I did have to take a sewing class. Um, I made a pair of pajama bottoms to this day. I still don't know which was the front and which is the back. Oh, I made, (laughs) I made shorts or it was like between like shorts and boxers, basically. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. But there was supposed to be like a button front situation and I sewed the buttonhole closed and my like 70 something home ec teacher just had to explain to me that now you can't really get it out of work. there. Yeah, not gonna like, work. Was it work. like the kindest way she could have told me that I sewed the button on my pants closed? Ivana, is she feeling the pressure to beat Anita? Well, it's week two, and it's already our weekly reminder that she and Anita Wiglet are in fact married. This will be brought up because we will be reminded that our dear sweet Anita Wiglet went home twice on a design challenge. To be fair, I still do think she was robbed on Down Under. Uh, she was not the worst of that bunch. Not at all. Ivana has confidence. Why, yeah. Why she made it so much further outside of the world. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Ivana has confidence that she knows how to sew and knows what she's doing and we'll get it done. Let's head over to Hollywood, who is chatting with Isis, who is in boy clothes, but the face is still on, which is the exact opposite of what Nicole Pardo did on Philippines 2 this week, where she kept her boobies on and her face was gone. Both very pretty jarring. Um, It was also in this moment that I realized that Isis does not shave her arms for drag because they were pretty furry for a twink. Um, Probably as much arm hair as you have. Yeah. I was, um, this weekend, I was hanging out with uh, some of the family at the wedding and went down a slide and like all of my arm hair stood, like stood up with aesthetic. It's oh my God. longer than I thought it was. That's funny. I'm very, I'm, I'm curious to see that when I see it in person. Now, speaking of fur, that's what Hollywood wants to work with. Um, But Isis is going to tell her it's pretty difficult to work with as you can't put it through the machine. It's far too thick. Now, do you think production does this on purpose? Does what on purpose? Puts material that they know cannot be used for a design challenge. Yes, because somebody's going to have to hot glue at some point. Right. The hot glue girlies. This is um, also our moment where we learn that Isis is the sewing queen. It's her challenge to win. As Hollywood will put it, Isis's sewing ability is like her performance ability. Undeniable. What an ego. Oh, yeah. I mean... I mean, is it ego or is it confidence? 
Because I know when I said ego about Lux Noir London, I had people very mad at me. Have it for yourself. That's confidence. Yeah. Having this repeat it for other people is ego. Okay, that's fair. I can live with that. I'm here for that. We're going to check in with Bumpa, who says that on a scale of sewing, she's in the middle. She can put shit together. Rita can use a sewing machine as she's made a few of her outfits. That shows. Ouch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She is thinking of doing a flower girl based on the fabrics and color schemes she has. She thinks everyone will do something long, so she wants to stand out. Have you ever dreamed of being a flower girl? No, but I was also never a ring bearer. (gasps) never never in my life like I was the youngest cousin so like nobody was marrying age nobody was like yeah damn Ivory who is very tall um I have to say it's jarring because she looks like she would be this petite little twink but she's probably at least six three which does not align with my fantasy anyway um she's going to keep it a secret what fabric she has why well, she's going to be ambitious and go for the win. Do you think she wanted to keep the secret? Or do you think production was like, Shh, don't tell anyone for when we have your moment later? I feel like she genuinely wanted to keep it. I think I don't so, know too. If it's the most amazing material out of everyone, and it's going to turn into the most amazing thing out of everyone. But uh-huh. keeping that secret, keeping your heart cards close, I get that. Let's see how fan favorite of this pod, Gabriella Labucci, is doing. Does she sew? That's a big old no. She tells Ashley that she might cut out a panel around a corset. She has hideous cushions with fringe, but her plan is to name the outfit Muriel. So it can be terrible, a.k.a. the line from the movie, you're terrible, Muriel. I have seen um, that. Now it makes sense. You sent it to I- me an hour ago. Yeah, now it makes sense to you. Like, oh, wait, uh, I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's the it's the most famous line from the movie. Um, Ashley, we'll ask her if the judges will read it as it was purposely terrible. And she says, Rue saw her entrance look. She really did pick all the ugly fabrics. Um, but I got to ask, did Rue actually see her entrance look the way that Ashley was like, but she didn't judge it. I mean, she saw it, but did it like recall to Rue? Rue can't remember girls' names. I don't know about that. Now, Ashley hasn't sketched shit out. Ivana and her bunny ears are already sewing. Isis is sewing too, but she won't be for too long, as Floor will be the first of many to ask Isis for assistance. And that is going to be our big plot line for this episode. Mm-hmm. Floor isn't sure if she wants to go black and white as it's not bride, but Hollywood tells her she can be a bridesmaid. She likes black and white, but at a wedding, and Hollywood will tell her it's better than the ugly floral print shade the florals are always a hit at weddings if the one i went to this past weekend has anything to say about it it's all florals oh yeah even i had a floral tie the light colors um that like blue and white one i really liked yeah yeah there were some really nice floral materials now flora says that if you deny yourself and tell yourself you can't sew you're just preparing yourself to be in the bottom She's not the best sewer, but she's going to give it to you. And I feel like that's the story of Floor. Uh, she can probably look terrible in a look, and she would sell it on the runway. Yeah. She's just that kind of performer. Yeah. Rue arrives, and she's brought company. It's Lurch. I mean, Raven. Um, I don't know what she was wearing, but the shoulder pads were not complimenting the hair. It was a total boot. Boot. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> 
Isis is up first with her dirty, dirty pillows. She shows Rue the sketch and she will be the bride. She has worked in bridal before as she's made dresses. Raven says that by giving them this information, she has a lot riding on it. They are looking forward to see what she'll show them. And she says that if she fucks it up this challenge, she doesn't think she can show her face in Melbourne, let alone Australia. But I say there's always New Zealand. There you go. It's a new market. Absolutely. Um, do you think it is an advantage to tell one of the judges that you have experience in the bridal department or is it just her flexing? I mean, it would be shady to find out afterwards, like, oh, you've made bridal dresses before. Right. I feel like that's not something that would be out of the scope of them finding out and right. to find out. I'm sure it was, I'm sure it was an audition tape. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like maybe you wouldn't want to tell them if you think you're going to be judged um harder than the rest of the contestants but i have a feeling isis looked around the room and said it doesn't matter what i put on i got this one yeah we have an arrival from ivory who immediately rue will get um some compliments for her uh saying the print on the outfit she is wearing is wonderful but it's the outfit she's wearing not you know what she's actually going to use for the challenge uh mm-hmm. you know it's a bad sign when the judge isn't liking the material more yeah Rue will ask Ivory how she's doing as she was in the bottom, and Raven's like, oh, she's going right into it. Who then follows it with, do you know how to, um, you know, do well? Are you going to do okay with this sewing thing? And sweet, sweet Ivory says she can put fabric together, and she has great taste. It's a big whopping no. She can't do this. Mm-mm. She says she is thinking of being the bride as well, and Rue will hesitantly be like, there can be more than one bride, question mark. Do you think if she like knew Isis, the stower was doing a bridal look, maybe she shouldn't have done bridal? Yeah, that that would be a pretty smart choice. I would pivot yeah. if I was in that situation. I agree. Ivory tells Rue that in Chinese culture, red is lucky and she liked the pretty fabric. So she said, fuck it. She's definitely giving us more energy this week. Yeah. She came alive. Yes, she did. Bump and Love will chat with Rue for the first time, and it's like love at first sight. Rue will remind her that she had a very interesting presentation with her runway walk, and Rue wants a walkthrough on that. Now, Bumpa will start talking about her look, but Rue's like, no, 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 no. Like, the way you presented was kind of like someone who was slightly drunk and confused. And Bumpa's like, that's not not me. Yeah. She delivered herself. Bumpa mm-hmm. Love is fascinating. I'm, I think she's a really cool character. Yeah, I like her. I I hope she keeps her, keeps going for a while. Yeah, I would very much like to go to a Bumpa Love live drag show because I feel like it would be very unhinged. Oh, yeah. And very oh, drunk. Best crowd dynamic. Like. Yeah. Now to the challenge at hand. Rue will ask if the fabric Bumpa has, stre- has stretched at all. And she says, hell no. She thinks it's a beautiful print and asks if she has sewn the silhouette she sketched before. Bumpa has. She loves the off the shoulder as she has a beautiful tattoo of Bumpa Love. Now we're going to see in confessional that the tat of Bumpa can move. Would you ever get your face tattooed on your body? No, it's already right here. (laughs) There it is. There's that pretty face. Uh, Would you get a, a tattoo of a drag queen tattooed on your body? It would take a lot. It would take like a very specific connection to somebody 
to put a face on my body. Or a lot of booze. That too. But then you can't get the tattoo because like your blood oh, that's is right. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Do you have any tattoos? I have one. It's a nice. Greek it's a Greek Delta. Oh cool. I have zero. My mom would kill me if I got a tattoo. Oh my mom said she would too. <laughs> and you're still here, so still here. you survived. You made it. Ashley Madison arrives, and Rue is like, that fabric looks familiar. They sure do. Pan over to Ivory, who is all smiles. Rue asks how this will work out, and Ashley says that she can sew. Uh, and Rue is like, oh, snap. She's she's a shady one. Ashley's very shady. Yeah, she is. That's I fun. feel like we all know that twink. Yeah. Are you that twink? Depends on the person. <laughs> That's fair. Ivory and Confessional will be like, Ashley can say whatever she wants. She's not judging her. It's not Rue, Michelle, Reese, and Ashley. Uh, which, watch that happen one day. That would just be funny for just that line. Ashley's going to be going for Jealous Sister of the Bride, where she shows her up and not wear white. Listen, it could have been a really fun story if Ivory and Ashley leaned into that plot line together. But listen, it's a solo competition. Or is yeah. it? We'll ask guys this later. Of course, we will have commentary from Hollywood asking, why would you want to wear something else that someone else is wearing? Because um, you're going to be compared who did it better. Which twink was she talking about? Was she talking about Ashley or was she talking about Ivory? Or both of them? I feel like it's, it's at both of them because yeah. they're back and forth on, well, I have taste, well, I have sewing ability. And it's really interesting, again, talking about production and the materials. Was is there just a lot of this material or do you think this was one of those like fabric wall materials that they both were like i want that it was probably in that like bin of stuff under the bed yeah. and they just had like here's a lot of this if you want to make like a train or something not sure. if you both want to grab the same material <laughs> the girls are back to work and by work um let's have a forced interaction between ashley and ivory Ivory will be like, hey, Ashley, I heard you told Rue that I didn't know how to sew, but there's one thing I have that you don't, this much taste. She tells her she doesn't have taste and says they'll see whose look like fashion and whose looks like off the rack. This was so cringe. Like, obviously, this was a setup in case that plot line was, like, actually a thing. Yeah. It was so cringe. Ashley tells us that you can have the best idea in the world, but if you can't bring it to the fruition, good luck on the main stage floor she wanted a gown but she cut the bottom part too short we're gonna see isis come to the rescue as she guides her how to put seams in to salvage her look we always see queens fuck up with the cutting and making things too short oh yeah that's like the that's why they're all over the workroom with cameras like you got to find the one point where oh is that going downhill is that one yeah do you think maybe, I don't know, crazy idea, maybe Floor, before she got on Drag Race, should, like, you know, take a sewing lesson? Yeah, you would hope. <laughs> who, was the queen, who was the queen recently that, like, said, I'm not going to be that girl. I finally took sewing lessons. I know who you're talking about. My brain is like, there are too many Drag Races in your head. You don't know what yep, you're talking about right now. Same. But <laughs> I was like, at least you were aware. And you exactly. acknowledge that that is a trope. And now you did your best to combat that trope. And you, you took your classes and tried your best. Drag race is getting meta. We've gotten to that point. It's so big. 
Ivory tells us that Isis is a very giving person and everyone was coming up to her or being pulled to them to help them with their stuff. Ivory is guilty too, as she tried to leave her alone, but she's too worried about her pattern structure. Isis is going to give some advice as Ivory will tell us she's a bit worried. Isis won't finish if people keep bothering her. Fingers crossed. Uh, she, yeah, she, she wanted Isis to fuck up. They all knew she was going to win. Yeah. So Isis will tell Ivory that the length of her body is different than the body form. And Ivory is like, well, surprisingly, no, they're the same. Let's do a test, shall we? Yeah, Isis wins. What an embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. She's done this plenty of times. Literally. Now, I know that like there are some times that like they give the girls special body forms uh, because like a generic body form is not going to fit every single person in that workroom. So give them the adjustable one. So I guess maybe they don't have the adjustable ones. Yeah, I don't know. Or if they like have to order them ahead or something. Yeah. Isis thinks Ivory is being very ambitious, making a pattern from scratch. Now Ivory will give us, you know, the TikTok take of how to sew. And it was in this moment that we're going to see that this little twink has tried to highlight her hair and it was just brown on top of black. Mm-hmm. Not good. Um, let's visit Ivana, who is being helped in her dress by Ashley, who has actually successfully used highlights in her hair. Yes, she has. Um... Ivana has noticed that her goal would to be to line the fabric, but she doesn't have enough time. Meanwhile, Miss Hollywood with the ego has to start over as the fur is not the team. What will she do? She's going to bat her little eyelashes at Isis. What would you do if you were Isis? Would you help out your competition? Maybe if we were friends ahead of time, but... Yeah eight people competing against me and what I need to do right now is my time to do my stuff. Exactly. Cause one mistake on your end, you're going to hear the judges be like, then why did you help them? Yeah. Gabriella has now used 80 pack of sewing material. She's going to try to keep it together and not cry in the corner. She's feeling very confident that she will be at the bottom. She thinks her outfit is too simple and she doesn't want to ask for help. She can't go home yet. Now let's put yourself in Gabriella's position. Would you ask for help? Yeah. See, that's the fun part about drag. Depending on the situation, you you gotta ask for help. Yeah. If I need somebody to like hold something, it's not going to take a while. I'm not going to have you do it for me. But if I need like another hand to like pull something off or like hold something while I like get something else done. Yeah. Yeah. All right, be ready, Pedas. It's Elimination Day, and Hollywood and Floor are walking in arm in arm. Checks out. Um, they are, dare I say, you know, bosom buddies, partners in crime, twisted sisters, friends for all time. Yeah, they're cute together. Yeah, friends, if you didn't realize that, that was from last season's uh, remix challenge, the girl group challenge, bosom buddies. There we go. I, I had recognized it, but I couldn't pull where. I'm going to say, like... Drag Race Down Under has actually given us two decent songs. Like, I still have the chorus of Queens Down Under and Bosom Buddies in my mind. Yeah. I I feel like UK, UK and Down Under are my two favorite franchises. Um, and both of them, like, crush it in the music world, which is yes. what I live for. 
Um, friends, if you want to go listen to my Drag Race Philippines recap, you will be able to hear my take on um, the attempt to be bigger than Papa Pate. Uh, spoiler alert, didn't happen, did not work. Uh, nothing will ever top Papa Pate. It was so not at all. Um, but I learned a new word, bush. What is that again? Bush means like um, exuberant. Oh, yes. A lot. I guess that's, it, it's a Filipino slang word I mm-hmm. Googled. All right. Gabriella, she has a look. It's simple, but she's going to sell it. Hollywood is going to tell the table that she had to completely change her look. She had a purple little dream, but it was not giving. Gabriella will say that a little birdie named Ivana may have mentioned to her that she didn't change her outfit. Isis changed her outfit. Now, Isis will say she didn't make her outfit, but just two hems. But two hems enough to make it look decent? We'll get to it. Gabriella says that you're allowed to ask for help, but some of the girls feel like it's cheating. It's no secret that help has been given on the show before. But at what point is it help and what point is it doing it? for the queen i feel like you should be able to sew your own i feel like what do you think or can you help me do this real quick or something like that if you're both actively doing it i think that's fine if you're outsourcing parts of your outfit i don't think so I agree. I agree. Remember Bibi Zaharbonet not admitting that she got help for her look? Yikes. <laughs> Hollywood says to Gabriella to not be hating, but she's just trying to find out the team. Hollywood says if she has to lip sync, they're all going down the floor would be like, why are you looking at Ivory? I need to know what this tea of Floor and Hollywood have against Ivory. Why do they hate this girl so much? I don't know. Hollywood says that Isis did two hems with the design and concept are hers. Good for you. Now, Rita and Bumpa are going to have a chat, and that's a duo that we've not seen interact before. Um, they just don't feel like people that would ever talk in the outside world. Because they're like the youngest and oldest. Mm-hmm. Rita will ask Bumpa how she feels about other queens helping people in the competition, and Bumpa says it's fucking shit. Bumpa says she's old, it doesn't sew, and when she does have to, she's slow. To ask someone when you change your design, she finds it to be fucking bullshit. She says it's the Olympics of drag, come with your game, and that's the tea. I like what Bumpa had to say here. Yeah. Do you think she would have said that to one of the girls' faces, though? No. I don't think so either. But dear friend of the podcast, Minnie Cooper, I guarantee you would have said that. Um, God damn it. I can't wait for an All-Stars or a Versus the World season. Put Minnie Cooper on it. She is excellent television. Please. She was so good. I love her. Bumpa tells us that she has spent hours sewing, and Miss Hollywood is glue, 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 purple fluffed, and a brand new blue outfit. Um, yeah, I think Bumpa has a little resentment for Miss Hollywood star. Yeah, it's almost like um, the season two like youngest girl in the room, oldest. Yeah, very much so. Rita says it looks really nice now compared to what it looked like. And Bumpa says she will be on the top and you will see her eyes roll. She says it's not fair and you shouldn't have come into the competition if you didn't know how to do these things. Which again, I've said on the podcast all the time, just just learn it. Even before you do it on your audition, like 
take a class, maybe show a design you made and maybe production will be like, oh, wait, that looks really cool. Let's see how you do on the show. Yeah. Have you ever auditioned for a reality show before? I did a wipeout audition. <gasps> Stop it. Oh my God. What do you have to do for that audition? Oh, it's just, it's just goofy. Like fake parkour nonsense and just like, who are you? Like, what's your like generic personality? Like fixture on the show and then just like do do some bad stunts because they just want to see it wipeout missed opportunity sean would have been hilarious i am in the process of working on my survivor audition tape uh which basically if you put me on the show that would basically be called wipeout because i would be (laughs) terrible i would be terrible but we'll try we'll try Hollywood is going to tell the girls that if she can get through this one, there are others below her. Naming Gabby and Floor. Not Ivory. Very interesting. Um, it's interesting that in the workroom, the girls think Gabby and Floor's looks are not good. And we're going to see what happens later on. Mm-hmm. Methinks it was all a plot to set up some drama. Yeah. Isis will say that Floor's is giving a two-piece with a back and it's really bad, but Floor is not worried at all. She will sell it and have fun. It got her to the top last week. Now we're going to have some mirror talk that's going to be a little personal. Ivana will ask the room if anyone else is in a relationship or married. And I'm like, great, let's keep talking about this shit while I'm over here single, desperately ready to mingle. Um, I can't even watch Heartstopper right now because that, like, after going to that wedding this weekend, no, oh, no, yeah. ma'am, I'm not doing lo- gay love. What's it like, Sean, being in a loving relationship? Nice. Nice, yeah. I bet, I bet. Anyway, we're going to learn that Bumpa is married for nine years. Their 10th anniversary is coming up. um, And apparently you get less for murder, but good for that. She says they have been together for much longer. Floor is the shocker here who says she's been married for seven months and she did not pop the question why would she be asking anyone? Um, diva. Diva, diva. Yeah. They were only engaged for five months before it happened. Isis says that when she was with her ex for 10 years, they didn't get engaged until seven years in. And she says at the time it wasn't legal either. For her, this runway is a celebration of her queerness. She's going to actually show us a physical photo of when she was a child where she would dress up in a wedding dress and now she gets to be a bride it was in this moment that i knew regardless of what she put on her body uh she was winning this week this plot line was too perfect that helping everyone already doing this for a living you you got in the bag isis tells us that marriage equality in australia changed her perception of marriage and made her feel more human she says having the wedding dress was important but then one day it was gone as a little kid she didn't realize what the significance of taking the wedding dress was she says that her parents actions were protective but with that protection comes shame she will say that michael lives through isis as she is the vehicle for michael to shine uh, very profound words coming from isis i really liked this moment from her storyline Yeah, it's getting into that, like, core, like, who she is outside of just what she says to everyone else. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's hit the runway as Mama Roo is giving us a purple fringe moment. So much movement. 
Our panel includes Michelle Visage, Reese Nicholson, who is getting married in September. Good for you. And Maria Tatil, who is a former Miss Universe Australia and is very, very pretty. And I would like to look like a goddess one day, too. Oh, yeah. She was gorgeous. She's so pretty. So pretty. All right. Here's how it's going to go. Category is Muriel's betting. In honor of the runway, we are going to play I Do or You're Terrible, Muriel. Let's do this. Yeah. Ivana drinks. She's giving us monster-in-law, and you know what? It is safe. It's not bad at all. I think what we see on TV is different than what was seen in person because to us, it did not look as see-through as they made it seem. I think she's constructed a nice dress and added this golden beige to make it feel a bit more, more dramatic. I see the character as an icy mama who is not ready to lose her son. I think the hair is fine, though the tinsel did thrill me a bit. I think Ivana being placed where she was was for plot rather than execution. What were your thoughts? Yeah. The the thing Michelle said about her outfit, like because it wasn't lined, that moved in weird ways. I don't know enough about clothing construction to do to say anything on that, but like yeah. I did see like bunching up in the middle a little bit. Sure. Um, but I did really like this and like the the mother-in-law, oops, I wasn't supposed to wear white. I didn't <laughs> worry. I, this is just the one dress that I just felt, I felt wanted, I wanted to be in for this wedding. It was so good. It was such a smart move. Michelle says that she assumes she can sew as she has, says this was a very big undertaking. She says she likes the idea of the cape, but it needed to be steamed as she sees the full marks. She says there's no excuse for it. She says the dress needed to be lined as it's too thin and doing weird things. She says it's the details that matter. Maria says that she received this piece of advice while doing this universe. Serve with energy. She says she wanted to see a little bit more of her personality and energy because she's beautiful. Rue noticed it too and asked what was going through her head. Ivana says that she needed to be cold and a bitch as mother-in-law hates the bride. Rue says it didn't come across as it came across as she was kind of stiff. Rue will ask if she got any help from anyone, and she says that she got help from Isis as she helped her dart her ass. Love that. I thought that was very funny. She's That's where the personality comes in. I will yeah. give this look an I do. Um, yeah, I do. Audience, 65% I do, 35% you're terrible, Muriel. Read a menu. She's the flower girl, and well, this whole thing is juvenile. The silhouette is simplistic. It's not very flattering. I'm not saying she needs a belt, but the seam and the hem where the two fabrics meet was lacking for me. The tool shoulder pieces are the only thing saving it from feeling like it's actually in the world of wedding. Flowers? MIA. But come on, I need a fucking necklace. Where were your jewels? Glam it up with something pretty because this isn't even cocktail attire worthy. Like this is summer in the park having a picnic with the girlies. Yeah, or I'm I'm having my ballerina birthday. <laughs> yep, I can see that. Yeah, I feel like there Michelle? was some way to make the, the hair more childish. It was like it was like mom trying to match the flower girl, not right. flower girl. Yeah, it just didn't work. Michelle says she was a flower girl, and in order to get that character going, she needed flowers to help spell it out. She appreciates the hem on the skirt and the wide waistband, but thinks there are needs to be balance in her shape. Rue says for her body, she would love to see more, more hair and makeup. She's, Michelle says she needs drag, and Rue says she needs big hair to offset the thickness of her shoulders. Wow, must be great being told by RuPaul that you are thick. 
<laughs> yeah, yikes. Uh, this is your terrible Muriel. I agree, yeah. Audience, 9% I do, 91% you're terrible, Muriel. Um, which is a step up from last week where she got a grand total of zero. Ashley Madison, we have the jealousist for the bride, and she is so jealous she gone and got herself a perm. I hate the hair. Two weeks in a row, we're getting frazzled, frizzled, and it's just not cute. I think a straight blonde wig would have stole the story so much better. Like, give me, bitch. I will say that the way the fabric drapes and plays with the light is great. It's a nice silhouette. I just don't love how the bottom flares out. It's okay. Yeah, the the hair for me, I like the combed out look. If it's going to be big, I would go for it. And then it's like changing color. Yeah. Like, as you look across it. I don't know. It's- it's weird lighting on the set, and, and it's maybe not the best material to use for this kind of challenge. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a soft I do. I don't. You're terrible, Sean. Audience, 64% I do, 36%. You're terrible, Muriel. Ivory Glaze. She's giving bride and red, but the problem is the styling and how she looks pregnant. If she sold it as the mom-to-be, this would have worked. If she sold it as a bridesmaid, it might have worked. But I think the judges were so stuck on the story that it didn't matter the execution of the dress. The cut of the bust is a miss. The hem is not present. The flare of the skirt is so unfortunate. Like, this is where I would have gone to ISIS for assistance. The hair was not part of this world at all. I do think if she did have a veil, she might have been saved. I think this is not the worst three of the night. And therefore, she was just fucked. Yeah, I know. Uh, the color, color scheme, I hope, I hope it's lighting, but I really can't even see those two being cohesive. Right. It was like maroon and then a red, and then you had a like bold red pump. Yeah, no. Didn't work. You're terrible for me. Michelle says her performance was adorable and they understood the story completely. She says she doesn't understand the silhouette. She says the waistline is very high and she looks pregnant. She says she didn't play the pregnant angle. And if she wanted to play the pregnant angle, they would have understood it. She says it was a big risk and it didn't pay off. Brooke says that her breasts feel like they're in different hemispheres. She asks in her mind, who is she marrying? And does he like droopy titties? We're not even going to get an answer from Ivory there. Reese will command, commend her and say that she has clearly taken the advice that she put on the show. Rue asks if she got help with the alvin, and before she can answer, Michelle says from Isis, and she says, of course. Rue says that this is the Isis bridal collection, and Michelle says it's Martha Stewart and her inmate friends. I got the reference, but I don't understand why the reference was made. Me neither. All right, so I'm not crazy. Uh, yeah, I love you, Ivory. You're terrible, Muriel. It didn't work. audience agrees 41% I do 59% you're terrible Muriel next up bump of love she is the drunk monster in law and I kind of dig this persona I do wish the angle of the dress was a bit more more conservative because one bad gust to win and that cooch was unleashed Uh, the styling is very done well I love the way the dress is pleated this was well executed for sure very underrated absolutely and like Good for her being the monster in law with the like high slit, like own it. Right. 
Michelle says she's so excited for this moment and asks how long she's been doing drag, to which Bumper says 20 plus years. Michelle says it shows in her attention to detail. She loves the matching fascinator with the matching purse, with the matching kerchief. She thinks the details are wonderful. Maria says that she and her are clearly a little bit partial to a puff on the arm. Reese says he knows this lady as she is the lady at every wedding where you don't know how she's related to the family, but it's always asking how is her girlfriend. Uh, Rue will ask why she doesn't hit the mark one more time at the end of the runway before saying goodbye as Rue shows her the spots to hit. She's got one more to go. Let's see if she does it next week. Guarantees she won't. No. I will give this a I do. Thank you. Audience 86%, I do 14%. You're terrible, Muriel. Hollywood star. This is a flower girl, as in a drag queen asking to be a flower girl at their friend's wedding. Um, I think this is executed well enough to be safe, but let's be real. Her placement was for plot. I get people. Um, people want drama, and this is reality TV, so I get it. But the headband is cute. The dress is way too hoochie for the character she's portraying. Whether it's tied or glue, the best part of it is the halter top and its rings. It's a hard situation where you don't know if what happens in the workroom should stay in the workroom or be considered on the runway. This is partially her work and it's going to follow her around. So I'm curious to see if people are going to call her out every week and be like, but you didn't make it. Yeah. I really like this outfit. I just think, yeah, the, um, the rings on the top of it, like the shape of it all, like, I just think it's a great outfit. I don't know why it was attached to flower girl character. Right. I mean, bridesmaids would have been fine. Yeah. Michelle says that she's a flower girl at the type of wedding she would love to go to because she don't know no flower girl who look like that in that kind of dress and give her the attitude down the runway. She says the only thing that would have made it 10 out of 10 is if she held the petals just a little bit longer. She says, don't do it the minute you go out there, make them want it. Reese says she gave them drama and she gave them flowers. Who could have thought? Rue will ask if the almighty Isis helped her with this, and Hollywood says she did indeed help her hem in, and that is why it's finished. Rue will say that what really made it beautiful is the cutout and the proportions and how it's beautifully finished. Good for you. It's a, it's a, it's an I do. I do. Audience, yeah. 73% I do. 27% you're terrible, Muriel. Gabriella Labucci. I love you, Gabriella, but this was not the ticket. What I will say is the wig is everything, and I love how it matches the yellow and the cream on the dress. It just was not executed well. It was a bottom placer for sure. But Gabriella has so much charisma that it was going to get her a long way in this competition in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the I like the accent and the fringe. Like yeah. if it was just basic black, I mean the the ties on it. The ties are I had last minute and it was a little too tight, so I had to open it somehow. Right. You're terrible, Muriel, for me. Same. Audience, 36%. I do. 64%. You're terrible, Muriel. Isis, Avis Lorem. The makeup is a complete and utter boot. Like, what was she thinking? The gown is remarkable. I love how simple and beautiful it appears and then see how much detailing there is. Very well done. I love that there is a veil very important for a bride in a challenge like this. The pink sash was interesting and it did give something unique. I think without it, it still would have been satisfying. But I just want to make mention of Reese's line with the dead Princess Diana. I was deceased. Um, It was hilarious. And I found it so funny because I make many, many Princess Diana car fire drag name jokes all mm-hmm. the time 
No, on television. I haven't done it on television, but it was very funny. I feel like this is like without the makeup, like Elle Woods wants this for her wedding. Absolutely. Yeah. It was very, very pretty. And she's very, very skinny. Yeah. And a very tiny head. <laughs> Maria says that she knows what it is to walk on the stage with a train and knows it ain't easy, but she did it and was beautiful. Reese says sometimes the queen who helps everyone does it to a fault and isn't able to deliver, but she is so skilled. Michelle says that everything is hemmed and everything is finished and she was trying to find something because she's that bitch, but says it's all there. She did a wonderful job. She will tell her to go a little bit lighter on the eyes and wasn't sure why she is so heavy with this look. Isis will say to stand on a global platform and her feminine power means so much to her and thanks them for the opportunity to be there. I do. I loved it. I love it. Yeah. I do. Audience, 96%. I do. 4%. You're terrible, Muriel. And finally, Floor. I think playing the ring bearer was a choice, and I'm not sure what bride would allow this hooch to upstage her. The best part of the look was the reveal for the purse. I thought that was brilliant. The garment itself was cute for a regular design challenge, but I would never see this girl in the bridal party. Maybe a guest at best. Knowing the back was a mess, having long hair, I think was a smart styling choice. Yeah, it just... Without the purse, I feel like it's it's low effort. But I agree. With I'm it, give I it a feel... safe. I do. Yeah, same. Audience, they 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 approved it. The seventy three percent. I do twenty seven percent. You're terrible, Muriel. All right, Rose decided that Ashley Madison, Gabriella Labucci, and Floor are safe, leaving Ivana Drink, Ivory Glaze, Hollywood Star, Rita Menu, Bumpa Love, and Ice Saves Loren as the tops and bottoms. Do you agree? Because I sure do not. Nope, not at all. Um, Gabrielle and Flora should have been at the bottom. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally maybe, like, I think Ivana got fucked royally here. Ivory, you could make a case that she, if you're talking about personality, she, she did a lot more than the other two did. So why the two, the two girls wearing the least for a bridal challenge got safe? Confusing. I don't get it. it. I feel like it's there's there's some um, specific choices that were made. It's almost like they wanted some drama and untucks, and guess what? We're going to get it. Oh, yeah. Ashley tells the safe girls that she is so confused. She is happy being safe, but she is saved um, alongside Gabriella on the floor. She will ask Floor if she expected to be in the bottom, and she says no, and uh, Ashley's going to call her a lying bitch. She says that they must have served some sort of characters. She felt they were two of the worst looks they had. Also, in this moment, um, we're in Ashley's confessional. And for whatever reason, this confessional, she's drawn on red brows. Um, very scary looking. I did not like red brows for her confessional look. Uh, she's going to lose two hot points. So she's down to like 90, 90 out of 100. The girls are back and uh, there are a lot of faces. Gabriella wants to play a little guessing game as they have no clue what happened, but they're just going to dive right into it. Isa says she's got the win. Flora is going to ask Hollywood what they said, and she will say that they loved it. And Flora's like, really? Um, so again, I think everyone's a little uh, baffled at Hollywood right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks good. I, yeah. I'm here for it. But the back and forth about how much of it was her is playing in here. Absolutely. Ivana is bothered and is feeling like Ashley in her fucking eyelash. She says she is disappointed. She had a lot of pressure this week. 
She tells us that it told her to go home on a sewing challenge. It was a joke, and she doesn't want to go home like this. She says that she worked really hard, and someone who had the dress made for them is in the top. Uh, when she said the thing about Anita and a joke, I was like, oh, oh, that's why she's in the bottom to play with that plot line because they're mm-hmm. really pushing this Anita storyline. I wish they would just let her be her own character on the show. Right. I'm like, where, where's her individuality? Exactly. Because she is a unique and inv- individual. Yeah. Because if you put Anita and Ivana next to each other, I would not say they do the same kind of drag. Not at all. All right. Well, she says she can do a lip sync and we'll stay there because this can't be how it ends. Rita feels like she's in the same boat as Ivana. She was happy with her outfit, but the judges weren't. Bumper reminds her that she was close to making the flowers. So close, so close. Um, what do you think she would have made the flowers out of? I feel like she would have taken little like chopped pieces of fabric out of whatever she had. Yeah. Like if it just has to be a petal, it doesn't matter as long as it flies and looks like a flower. Or she could have like a little bouquet, but made it like two dimensional and just cut out the uh, flowers from the fabrics. Yeah. That could work too, but it didn't matter. She had no flowers. Nope. She can't believe she's in the box based on most detail. And she wants to be there as much as everyone. So she will show herself. Ivory says that her heart goes out to Ivana and Rita as she knows it's a horrible position to be in the bottom. And that's going to make Ashley stir the pot again and ask if Ivory is confident that she's not in the bottom too. She didn't say that. What was Ashley doing here? Was that genuinely her thinking that Ivory thinks she was safe? Yeah. Not cute. in the pot. Ivory will say that the critiques this week are the opposite from the previous week. She can't seem to figure this shit out. She doesn't know how to impress the judges. Isis, bless her soul, will ask Ivory if she believes someone else should have been in the bottom three instead of any of them. And she will say, no shade. But she tells Hollywood she is wearing a glorified apron. She's going to make the bitch stand up and spin. Um, listen, now we're going to see the back. It is tied in the back. I see her point of calling it an apron. Is it an apron or is it a dress? I just think it's a low cut dress in the back. I agree. Like Not the shape of it, Sorry, like girl. the whole bottom part looks totally different. Exactly. Hollywood doesn't want to fight with her. She could eat her alive. Yeah, yeah, can you? She wants to let her get it out as her feelings are hurt. She won't kick a horse when it's down and thinks she might not be around by the end of the day. Um, Which is very funny compared to what's about to happen. Mm -hmm. Ivory will say that she spent hours stressing making two crinolin bullshit and adding horse hair and making a pattern. What possessed her to do it? Well, she was in the bottom and she had to be ambitious. And all this is going to make Gabriella do is slurp, slurp, slurp. Do you think they just have the slurp sound effect ready to go at all times on Drag Race? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's all in post. Absolutely. Um, I used to have the shade button. I, w- I brought it to a couple drag shows a couple times and just played it during the middle of the show. Um, I kind of want a slurp button now. They should make one. Yeah. Rue brings back her girls as the decision is made. Isis is the winner of the week and wins a $2,000 gift card courtesy of Shumi. Bump of love, Hollywood star and Ivana drink are safe, leaving Ivory Glaze and Rita Menu as the bottom two. Do you agree? I'm so sorry. I like that. Do you one. agree with the, the results this week? 
not a whole lot. Yeah, I mean, of the three that were in the bottom, I guess this is the two that makes sense to me, but um, the, so the, the, the whole, top is... The whole bottom and safe should have been different. Yeah. In my opinion. I agree. All right, the song is... Wait, wait. Queen going down. Ivory is about to take a tumble. She is fainting. The judges can see her almost fall off the stage as production comes to grab her. Um, note the girl in the back named Hollywood star, not even reacting to this moment. Floor is looking out like what the fuck is happening. And Gabriella is actually giving you genuine concern. Um, but of course it's Hollywood who thinks this is a moment. Yeah. One production team member will call to ask for a medic. Ivory will sit up and be like, I fainted. I thought it was a crazy dream. And RuPaul is staring at me. Rue will tell her that she will spend some time with the medic and see if she is well enough to continue. She will ask to go outside for some air. And I was like, wow, that's a power move. Um, for those who don't remember, Ivory Glaze is a business analyst and she analyzed that she could get another week's paycheck by appearing on another episode. What a smart cookie. That's wild. What? <laughs> I don't know if that's true. That's my conspiracy theory and it's a little bit of a joke, but um, mm-hmm. insane. I mean, what's their what's their per episode rate there? Because I doubt. I don't know. I know. I know. In the U.S., at one time, I think it was season eleven. It was around four hundred per episode. Yeah. Um, and plus whatever the stipend is, but yeah, I'm sure it's around that price. Mm-hmm. But poor Rita, poor Rita is standing there alone, not knowing what the fuck is happening. She's going to lip sync alone. Will Ivory be sent home? The future is uncertain. How long do you think this whole moment happened? How long was this? For a, like, for a medic to like clear her to walk back and see what happens. Yeah, it's probably an hour fifteen. Yeah, those girls probably were standing there for a very long time, it's or they sent, sent them back to the work. Yeah, room to the work room and whatnot. But just hold on until we figure it all out. Unless I'd say like low end forty five minutes. Yeah, like oh. If she can walk back on stage, we're just going to push it to next week. Literally. Long end, long end, probably like an hour and 40 something. Have you ever taken a tumble? Have you ever had a fainting spell? Um, I got lightheaded on stage one time and just had to sit down. But yeah. nothing like requiring medical attention. Yeah, I've never really had anything like that happen before, but... After an undisclosed amount of time, Ivory is welcome back. Ivory will be like, for the first time in Drag Race history, someone fainted and it'd be her. Ivory, sweet girl, I will fact check you, my dear giraffe. You are not number one. That title might actually belong to Boom Tring when she fainted last season on Drag Race Philippines. Oh my gosh. Remember that when she had to take a seat because she was about to faint because what? She was in the bottom. Me thinks this was a setup. Might be. Now, Rue says that she doesn't look stable on her feet and has decided for the safety of the queen and to assure a fair competition. She is ending the show now. Rita and Ivory will begin next week's episode with a lip sync for your life. Not literally Ivory, but just to see who stays. Did you expect that to happen? I didn't know, like, 
how long she was gone, if this was like actually at the end of the day when they filmed and whatnot. And so like part of me thought they were like gonna clear her and then just do it. Yeah. Cause like, I, I don't know how union up. Yeah, I don't know how unions work in New Zealand. Um because obviously in America, when it comes to unions for filming, like there's a time limit. So if it did run longer, like that's why they had to cut it. Yeah. Um, and you're not just going to send the bitch home because that would just be unfortunate. Yeah. Um, though, if she had to get like, you know, quote, medically removed, that would be cause to bring her back next season, which I think I ever probably would prefer. Um, yeah. Also, please note when Roos has let the music play carefully, Everyone goes to give Ivory a hug except for Floor, who goes and dances. What a fucking bitch. I didn't see that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so funny. All right. I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast. Are you ready? Let's do it. What is Ivory's fainting spell's legacy? That she'll claim that she was the first when everyone points out that she wasn't now. <laughs> You know what? This was, you know, a, a this was a moment. It was very comical. Um, I, I, I was here for it. I think this is something that hopefully people will talk about as a haha moment on Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Who won the week? Who had the best episode? Not necessarily has to be the winner. Who had the best episode? I feel like it has to be ISIS. Yeah. I'm going to say Ivory. This is the second week in a row. She's the main character of the show and didn't fucking win. She is good TV. I am loving it. Um, Who do you think is going to win the lip sync? Rita. I have this weird feeling Rita's going to win and I'm not going to be happy about it, but... um, Listen, I, I could see Ivory say just because she is giving them some. Now, next week, we have an acting challenge based on the real Housewives. Are you a fan of the Housewives franchise? Not so much. Me, for me, it's just the Jersey Housewives because I lived the town over from those stupid bitches. Uh, so yeah. I like New Jersey Housewives. Um, who I do you think like... is going to do well and, and who's going to faint away? Mm. I I need a second for that one. If you can go on yours. I think Gabriella is going to do well. She's clearly character. She's very funny. Um, Hollywood should do well because she literally has a degree in musical theater and has done musical theater. So I'd hope she does well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Flora's just going to be chaotic. So I'm sure Rue's going to laugh. I'm worried about Rita. If she yeah. stays. I feel like I can see Ashley being such a housewife type. Yeah, absolutely. If she gets gets her choice in character, she's going to crush that. Um, Yeah, I don't know about Rita in this next week. I don't know about Ivory next week. I think Ivory could be in trouble as well. We'll see. Oh, and then we have Adam Lambert, guest judge. Very happy about that one. Oh, my gosh. We love Adam Lambert in this house. Okay, after two episodes, the winner of the season is? Winner of the season. Hmm. 
It's hard. Yeah, there's a lot of bump of love. Bump of love's up there for me. All right, interesting. Um, I'm gonna go get Gabriella. I can tell that Rue likes Gabriella, mm-hmm. and I think this was an off week for her. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep Gabriella an eye on Gabriella, but we'll see. We'll find out. Yeah. All right, where can we find you on social media? Venmo and any projects you want to plug. Um at S Gilligan23, uh Instagram and all of those things. Um not a whole lot going on right now. I'm uh got my teacher summer before launching into a new career path. More on that to come. Yay. Sounds mm-hmm. fun. Well, this was a blast, and I am sure you will be coming back on the podcast to talk about another franchise very soon. That's great. Yeah. Thank you.